0: Welcome back to another episode of Gems Podcast with Genesis Amaris Kemp, where the core pillars are to educate, inspire, and motivate. Sit back, relax, and enjoy this segment. Thank you so much for tuning back into another segment here on Gems Podcast. As you already know, I'm the host and founder, Miss Genesis Amaris Kemp, and with me today in the hot seat is my special guest, James Hepner. and here's a bit about James. He thinks of himself as an artist of experience. His passion is to create transformational experiences for himself and others as a way to explore what it means to truly live. He is the founder and creator of Weekly Wins and Losses. James helps people in their journey to embrace all of life, both wins and losses equally. To gain the courage needed to do the difficult things, learning to pivot with power and poise while gaining the mental and emotional mastery needed to truly live a fulfilled life waiting not for the storms to pass, but instead jumping at the opportunity to engage now. And during this segment, we're going to spend some time looking at the three essential stages of life, journey with all things. So that's life, death, and you know the afterlife if you believe. So construct, deconstruct, and construct. But the expert is going to tell us more about that. So without further ado, please welcome James Hepner to Gems Podcast.
1: <laughs> Thanks so much, Genesis. And I'll tell you something. You said you're going to invite me to the hot seat. Uh, firstly, the name Genesis. That's like the beginning of of of, of the Bible. So that's 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 pretty spicy. But when you say the expert, I'm not quite so sure about what I'm an expert at other than I've just lived my life and I've just learned a few things from my experience. So thank you. Yeah.
0: My pleasure. So before we dive in to I like to call it the meat and potatoes of the conversation, because I'm a big foodie and I love to eat, but I have to work out. So I'm not big as a house, but (laughs) I definitely want the audience to get to know you on a personal level. So I like to do that by one or two ways. Are you familiar with those ways?
1: like likely likely not i'm i'm good
0: <laughs> so the first way is to do a icebreaker, or the second sure. option is a rapid fire 10 question game so what are you in the mood for james
1: oh this is fun this is super spicy already i got a little uh, uh firing behind me here <laughs> so so throw me to the fire whatever makes you happy <laughs> i it doesn't matter
0: So let's do rapid fire and it's rapid for a reason. Mm -hmm. So question number one, if you could trade places with anyone, who would it be?
1: Mm. My son, Harrison.
0: Question two, if you could have any superpower, what would it be?
1: Consistently (laughs) flinch while in the storm, consistently not flinch while in in the center of a storm, consistently.
0: Question three, dream car, dream home, or both?
1: Without my wife my kids, none of it matters. But I'll say this, um, mm, dream home because we get to create a life in our house. A car is whatever, (laughs) it gets broken into.
0: (laughs) Or what is your happy place? Mm.
1: Wrestling with the greater tensions of life.
0: Five, favorite food.
1: Yeah, hot seat. Yeah, this is 10 questions. I thought I was almost done, but we're at number five. Thank you. (laughs) Favorite food. Oh my goodness. My kids bug me. I love pizza.
0: Ooh, yes, me too. Six, (laughs) are you a Apple, Android, or hybrid user?
1: Simple, Apple. (laughs) Come on.
0: (laughs) Seven, coffee or tea?
1: Coffee.
0: Eight. If you could have lunch or dinner with any person, past or present, who would it be?
1: Mm. Nelson Mandela.
0: Nine. You just won the lottery and you're super excited to Mm. spend this money. There is a kicker. You have to donate to three charities before the rest of the proceeds are distributed. What charities are you contributing to?
1: Operation Railroad. Operation Railroad. (laughs) And uh, let's just say it like this: uh, charities that I see popping up in front of me. So I like to carry ten dollar bills in my pocket, and I see a beggar, uh, or we see somebody at, at a, when I walk out of the store. Random charities
0: and ten: our pass or play question. Here are the rules: if you pass, our roles are reversed, and you can ask me a question. If you choose to play, I ask one last question to wrap up rapid fire. So, do you want to? pass or play.
1: Mm, Pass.
0: Okay. What's your question?
1: (laughs) Tell me what's your recent experience of pregnancy like?
0: Ooh, every day is a challenging, like one day I was just brushing my teeth all of a sudden and I had no idea the colostrum was already forming in my boobs, y'all. And I know this is so graphic. And so I hurried up, and <laughs> woke my husband up and I thought it was a joke. Like, and I was like, Hey babe, babe, wake up. And he's like, what and my husband he hates me and woken up out of his sleep because he's always like worked long hours like in the past as being an executive chef and now he's transitioned career so now he's in the logistics and trucking and I was like got milk and he's like What are you talking about? I was like, my boobs have milk.
1: (laughs) (laughs) That's awesome.
0: (laughs) So I thought it was like funny and comical just to see him like, what, what?
1: (laughs) (laughs) That's a way to get him up in the morning, right? That's awesome. And it's the best time to get him awake too. (laughs)
0: Yeah. <laughs> Cause we love cereal too. So like he could have probably oh. like, did does she want cereal or what? <laughs> but it was <laughs> it was just super hilarious. But I tell people pregnancy, like I like to talk about the not not glamorous side of pregnancy plus a glamour. Cause you always see, Oh my gosh, you're glowing or you have just such a cute bump in front of you. You're just belly, but they never tell you how sometimes your butt hurts or mm-hmm. your boobs start dripping or you have aches and pains. And I'm like here to just spill the beans of it all. It is a beautiful thing. <laughs> Can't wait to meet my beautiful bundle of joy, but you know, there's different transitions that your body goes to. <laughs> oh,
1: that is so good. Clearly you're enjoying your experience. Experience. that makes me happy when my wife is pregnant she is four eleven and a 4 and three quarter and so when she was pregnant uh, and we had larger babies right Harrison he's 15 he's our high functioning autistic boy and, and Rowan is 17 but both of them were I think were just under 10 pounds so her belly really really stuck out far like there was a lot of so we always we always bugged her that she was like a ball because she's so short and so far out right so there you go
0: Well, thank you for playing rapid fire James and let's dive into your jam which are the three stages of life and wow it is a journey and I like to tell people life can be a roller coaster ride with the highs and the lows, the ups and the downs, zigzags and if you like me, I am a roller coaster fanatic. I like to get on the ones that flip you upside down, go super fast and all the crazy stuff. (laughs) (laughs)
1: well, clearly that's why you're holding your pregnancy so well, because you don't mind all this.
0: (laughs) (laughs) So what made you focus on this area, but I guess in order to put context on why you're focusing on it, we need to understand what has James been through to give you the resilience that you have now?
1: Mm -hmm. Well, a great question. So like I was saying, Harrison, he's our high functioning autistic son and, uh, about 15 years ago, I began a bit of a, um, let's just say it a journey, and the journey was where I checked out of life, and it was really not a fun experience. Um, I had received documentation from the government. I was under audit. I had the funds to pay the audit, not a problem, but it wasn't working the way that I wanted. So in life, uh, first stage of life is we construct. So we, this is how we want it. You know, we get a job, we get a business, you know, we get married, we have a child, we do different things. And so we're constructing. And so we're building. And so you're kind of ego building is what you're doing, right? And, um, and then in the midst of this journey, and so the journey lasted for about two and a half years, the journey where I tried to basically check out of life, not take my life, but check out of life with melatonin, taking codeine product or codeine, but Advil, just try to sleep my life away. And I got to the point where I successfully could sleep 18 hours a day. And that sounds horrible but I literally was trying not to be present because life was just so not working the way I wanted. And in the midst of this, of course, we had the son Harrison high functioning autism and diagnosed with it. And I remember recognizing that in our home. So Meg, uh, she's been my wife now for 22 years. We've been together for 26, 27, uh, Meg and Rowan, who was two or three at the time. when Harrison came, we all made space for Harrison. And when Harrison was growing up, like he was one years old and, uh, and I remember just observing how it was that we all made plenty of room for him and he could be different. And we actually celebrate difference in our family, each one of us, but I had always felt like I was too different to really even appreciate myself be gracious towards myself. And I remember thinking, "Man, Harrison's lucky, we all come around him. But why is life not like that for me? And I remember thinking, well, actually, you know what, I need to, instead of waiting for other people to give me permission to exist, to be truthful some people were giving me full permission to exist, but I wasn't doing that for myself. So no matter what others gave me, if I'm not doing it for myself and listeners, as you're picking this up, if you don't give yourself full permission to exist, everybody can likely one or two people in your life will, if you're lucky, that's kind of what it looks like in life. We're talking full permission to exist. And um, so having said all of this, I went through a journey. It was a dark night of the soul, basically. And, and that was, Um, The wake-up call and the wake-up call towards the things that I didn't like or prefer in life, the things that I wasn't including. So on the topic of inclusion, on the things that I wasn't willing to include, on the personal preferences, how many times in life do we have this? We have preference. We want to control things towards our outcome. We don't say it's control, but we have preference. So really it's controlling things to our final destination right and so uh, so we're we, when you're in the first stage of life on the construction stage of life you're kind of wanting to like get somewhere you have preference and you have certain tools and you have certain objectives and when things don't work out it's like but i'm constructing like why why is there invitation for what i'm building to be torn down or to be remodeled or updated and so i woke up at whatever it was 34, 35 years old, after I came out of my story and my my journey, realizing that I had just been in a stage of life. So for those two and a half years, when I checked out, I was deconstructing my life. I was basically taking all the things that I thought didn't belong. Firstly, what I tried to do is I tried to keep them propped up, but that doesn't work. I kept constructing around it. That didn't work. So then I began to let it go. I began to let it fall. And I and I, I'll say like this, like how how often isn't it like when you hear a religious or a spiritual service, people say, may you go in peace or just anything, may you go in peace. And our soul craves peace actually more than forgiveness. But I would say that I was fortunate enough to experience the exhilaration of may you go in pieces. Because when you go in pieces, when you fall apart, you finally begin to see that while you're constructing everything that you thought was going to be a certain way, there's a greater play happening. You don't have to, you don't have to manage the whole thing.
0: You don't have to control
1: the whole thing, right? You can just be about the specific spot that you're in. The good news is when we let things construct and when we let things fall apart and we don't resist, my story came because I was resisting the falling apart. And when Mm -hmm. I fell apart into a million pieces, that was the death. And so often we think death comes but once at the end of our life, but I think death comes constantly. I have a platform weekly wins and losses doing like you said, doing losses equally, not just looking for the win, but onboarding and gleaning from the loss of life. And when you do that, you, you're actually modeling for yourself. You're training your muscle to, to actually handle death in real time. Like right now, what's happening right now is when you called in, I wasn't quite prepared because I lost my notes. And so I had to be willing to die to the thought that I was going to have it all nicely laid out. It didn't work out for me like that today. But I nicely I, I, you know I flexed and full the best that I could. You were so gracious, you sent me the notes again, whatever it ended up being, just as a recalling. But to include that you know, for example, your name Genesis, right? <laughs> so you're your believer, right? And so I asked you, and you said yes. And so sometimes people think about, well, in the beginning, you know, for, for those that are spiritual or believe in the Bible, like I do know those stories. My dad was a pastor of a mega church. I am a believer, but I'm an inclusive believer now. I'm not an exclusive. I used to say, well, you know, you're in and out. And what I, so it's different for me now. But if you look at the story and whether that's a, a real story or not, makes no difference to me. It's a beautiful, the story of Jesus is a beautiful story. <laughs> Anybody hasn't tapped into the Jesus' story, it's beautiful. Whether it's true or not it doesn't threaten my faith because here's the thing. His story, that story is all about how how there's a presence that keeps coming around and loving people, evolving with people. As the story narration continues, he keeps coming around, loving people in their form. But if you go right back, Genesis, in in that story, it talks about before there was light, before humans came, there was darkness. But then there was light, it says, and everything was good. But it never said darkness was bad. And how often in life we don't say things are good or bad. It's not both and. It has to be something has to be bad so that we can say something is good. We have to apparently want to go to heaven because hell is so bad. But really, is that love at all if we're trying to get to heaven because we're trying to fear ourselves out of hell? And so when I look at these proponents, we often think, well, darkness, what good can come from darkness? But we all know if you close your eyes sometimes, you can see more, you can imagine more in the darkness than you can in the light. Perhaps everything was built on the darkness. We're not talking I'm built on some satanic energy. We're just talking about before there was light, there was darkness. So maybe the foundation, and I'm just playing here, but the foundation perhaps is that we can include more things, the things that, and and the only way that I know that we can ever live a better life is when we take the things that were formerly dangerous, unwanted, and unneeded, and ask, how can this be safe now? How can we have new want and new need for it? And we begin to include because transformation requires integration. Without integration, you never learn a thing. Wow. You got to make safe things inside. You got to make safe the construction part. You got to make safe the deconstruction part. Because then when you do that, what can happen? You can be reborn. And the reborn part is when you take all of it. And that's the integration part. When you include it all, you don't look at your construction part of your life and say, I was such an idiot, such a loser. That's not worth it. You say that was required. And then if I look at the deconstruction where I burnt certain things down, like I shared with you, I took my faith and I evolved it. Yeah, I burned certain things about my faith down, but I couldn't throw Jesus out with the bathwater. I just couldn't. It was it was too rich.
0: Let's pause there for a minute please, because please. we you hit on a lot of gems in that. And whenever I think about the construction part, it's like How are we building? Sometimes we build on a foundation that is not sturdy. And if you're building on a foundation that is not sturdy, the home is not going to be able to withstand because there's holes, there's cracks and et cetera. So if you think about it in layman terms and you think about whenever someone is building their their home, a new construction from the ground up, each phase of the home must go through an inspection period just so they can ensure that everything is sturdy and in place before the next crew can come in. So if you think about that that principle and you apply it to our life, there's going to be certain periods where we need to understand what is our foundation, what is our why, What is our purpose? What is our mission? And without understanding that and coming into full agreement and acceptance, we're not going to be able to build and climb up to new levels or soar to new heights because there's obviously holes within our plan. So if you think about that, I think that's the construction. But oftentimes with social media and modern day society and so many things that we see on the media, people try to construct their lives based on what other people project on them. And when you do that, that's where I feel like people begin to deconstruct because you're trying to operate in somebody else's lane. You're trying to step step into their vision of what they want you to do. But if you get so um, rooted in who you are and understanding the mind, body, and soul experience and that everything needs to be in, a, in alignment, then you'll have the synergies. So so even though you go through the deconstruction, you're going to come out on the other side because you're dying to things that are no longer adding value to you or you're not adding value to it. So whether that's changing your friend circle, whether it's changing your nutrition, your diet, um, different practices, different modalities, I think That's also a way that we can destruct, die to ourselves and introduce new paradigms and new ways of thinking. So would you agree with that sentiment or disagree, James?
1: Yeah, Genesis, that is just fantastic. I love the way you you put through that forward, right? Oftentimes in the construction stage, we're so about focusing on being whole and complete. And what's interesting is we focus so much on ensuring there's no cracks and there's no holes. And we hate to say it, but we begin to realize as we go through that, I think what makes us really tired and exhausted within that space is no matter how we try, there's always a missing piece. What's the missing piece? We're always looking for where where am I lacking? And I think sometimes when we get exhausted in life, overwhelmed, instead of being exhausted towards life, overwhelmed because of life we become overwhelmed exhausted for a purpose for a purpose for me what it ended up being is saying if i'm going to try to create this vessel that's all put together maybe what i do is i enjoy all the pieces that i am all the pieces that i am let the light shine in it's like think about the story of icarus icarus he thought his solution was to go higher, further, faster, higher, higher, higher. Icarus flies up to the sun. What happens to Icarus? His wings melt, comes crashing down into the sea, into the water. And you know what? He is reborn. So that's the story. We think oftentimes in the construction stage, going up, up, up is what we want. And you know what? It's a fun if a, you know, It's a fun spot. But I'll tell you something. When we can finally not feel threatened and finally feel safe and finally want and finally have need to come, go up. Like you said, roller coaster come down without the down, without the up, there's no flow. You got to feel it all. What is everything? Instead of saying I got to be one complete whole being, enjoy the fact that you are pieces that light can shine through constantly. And when you can make safe that you don't have to be this this human being that's all put together, all of a sudden you can experience more and make room for more people. Thinking about inclusion, thinking about you know autism for my son. I've never been tested. I don't think I have autism, but I have really worked super hard on myself. Like whatever you see here today, I'll be honest, this is a design life. This is a life that I've worked my arse off. Like I used to be a stammering mess. I couldn't communicate thoughts properly. Right. And so I think in life there are, and you know, I would like your take on this, but, and I'm not a reductionist by heart by any means. Um, but I, but I've just come into the appreciation that it seems like in life, the first part of life which is construction and then if we're lucky a lot of people they they play with doing the death cycle but then it's too hard to so go back and they keep reconstruct or they keep constructing keep constructing they never include see reconstruction is when you move through death and you now include all the things that you once thought took you down which is building flying up 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 we say is the answer and then we when we are dying we're like see that's the wrong thing and so it's either or but reconstruction takes it all and includes it and integrates and says we want it all roller coaster up and down but here's my question to you so on the two groups of people it seems like there's one group that seeks relief nothing wrong with relief i look at it a bit like this the lord must have known that having places where people could liquor up could save lives the bar Might not be the safest place to go, but you're going to seek relief when you go to the bar. You're going to get relief, Chat. You're going to get a version of relief. But you want to ratchet that up. Perhaps you're going to go to, and I love church organizations, a beautiful thing. But we have to be careful. If we go to any location just seeking relief, we're missing the mark on taking responsibility. And when we take responsibility, that's when all activity begins and that's when we go from not just life and then trying death and go can i take it and then go back to like constructing life again but we move forward into the rebirth the reconstruction where we bring it all together so we say how can i fight for my responsibility instead of just saying you know lord i'm gonna lay it at the cross i get what's going on it's a beautiful it's a beautiful and you know what I used to be there, and and I still, I love when people do, you know, I invite people to church all day long. I love it. I love it. But if you look at the story of Jesus, one example, how many times do we know that Jesus, when people just walked up to him and wanted to do nothing about their healing, didn't he just keep walking? He didn't heal everyone. You got to be willing to participate with it. Fight for your responsibility. What can I do about this? And this is often why people churn them away because when they asked him for help, what, what, what would he say? <laughs> he would say things like, well, you want healing? You want this? Here's what you need to do. And they're like, eventually they sent him away. Even though he's healing the village, he sent him away because they weren't willing. So th- at the end of the day, I think here's what life looks like for me. Ask yourself, listeners, life is about a whole bunch of wins and a whole bunch of losses. We experience both of them. And instead of being like, we're losing out, isn't, isn't this threatening the abundance to bring safety to an emotion that we actually feel like, I love it. Genesis, you're eating on the show. Cause you're pregnant. You have a yogurt. It's beautiful. It's awesome. You're winning because you're eating, but at the same time, you're, you're, you're losing. You're maybe losing the thought of, Oh, perhaps if I eat too much, like you said, I'll become a big house. <laughs> you know what I mean? So it's the realness of it. And you bring it together. Think about if we would make safe the things where we think we lose, maybe we would gain another 50% of life because that's the truth.
0: Absolutely. And I'm going to interject here because whenever I hear you talk about relief and responsibility, I would say R square. And I think they need to go mm-hmm. hand in hand because in order to have some type of relief, you need to take responsibility for your actions and be intentional with the way that you are using the vices to get that relief. And is it sustainable? Is it going to help you long-term or is it a quick fix for a period of time? Because if so, that release that uh, release that you're getting is temporary and it's not going to really give you true relief. It's just going to be a band-aid that you put over the wound, but eventually that wound is still going to be there until you properly clean it. You put the ointment on in order for the healing to take place. So responsibility is when we look at our actions, when our mindset is in it, and when we are intentional about the relief. And then also the other part is whenever you're going through Um, your period of wins and losses your losses can technically be a win too because you're learning from the lesson or at least I hope you are and learn from that lesson but don't repeat the same mistake and if you don't repeat the same mistake then you could see how you could shift your thinking and take that from a loss to learning from it to making that a win later on in life because you already went through that scenario just like when we are being tested Those tests turn into our testimony, or, you know, the mess can turn into our message if we know how to work at it. So those are some things to really be mindful of and consider it and it's not always going to be a cakewalk, it definitely takes work, and it takes you putting in time. And time is something that we all have, but we all choose to spend our time differently, but you can't look at what somebody else is doing time-wise and saying, oh, I wish I had more time because we all have the same amount of time in the day. It's just, what are you prioritizing and where do your values lie? Is it tied to your characteristics? Is it tied to your morals? And does it overall have that overarching experience with your purpose, why you were created to be on this earth, and what your mission is, because if you know your purpose, you know your mission, then you know your why, and your why is what's going to allow you to make those imprints, and those imprints is what's going to drive an impact, and that impact is going to be outward, not just for James and Genesis, but everyone that comes into contact with you.
1: That is so well said. I couldn't agree more. They say, um, and if you really want to stress test, anyone listening, think about this. When's the last time that you knew that what you were about to do was a problem and you did it anyway? The human can't do that. The human ever and only ever acts from a place of acting their solution. So it's a bit like this back in another time my solution was something. And if I'm not careful, I'll look upon that and say, but that's a problem. That's how I don't make room for. And I don't include that part. It's a problem for me now. Or if I observe somebody drinking like profusely a lot of alcohol, I observe that as his problem. The only thing is he sees that as a solution. So we must become empathetic and see it from the other person's stance. And if we reflect reflected our own journey, we must reflect it was once a solution for us so that's where the mistake isn't doesn't have the harsh edge that's where we can include because the win and the loss it isn't to take the loss and to pivot and to and to change the fact if we feel a loss the great thing and i love what you're where you're going with this is it's actually all for gain but we have to decide And not through hyperbole to say, if we had a bad day, be like, oh, it's great. That's not learning to effectively utilize. To utilize is to be like this. You talk about going roller coaster. If the roller coaster just goes up, 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 there can be no joy. Like Icarus. It has to come down and it has to come up. And so here's the thing. I think when we finally learn, and I like to hear your thought on this, when we finally learn to harmonize with nature nature gives us something to participate with and this is our gift and if we resist it we're just minimizing the joy that we crave but when we participate with it and play with it and do what we can the best we can not to solve it but to evolve it you want to end a story solve something have complete certainty on something like back to and sorry to bring this back and I, I don't really talk about this much but your name is Genesis so I can't think about can't help but think about the first word book of the Bible but if you think about it if you want to really end the Jesus story well, you know what you do you're absolutely certain about everything that's how any good story ends because there's no more curiosity but try to be absolutely certain about who this God figure is you can't do it and so that's why this story keeps growing you see him and then you don't see him it's here and then it's gone right <laughs> so so to choose inclusion, I think, looks a bit like recognizing in your life, where am I at within a certain line of development? It doesn't just need to be a season of life, but it can be like, well, my relational developments, where am I at? I'm, I'm still constructing. I'm looking for a lot of answers. I'm building around answers, and I need to have things work out my way. Then when you have the invitation of things do not working not working out, a relation falling apart, that's your invitation. It's going, oh, the next stage death of a real death of the idea of how i thought it was going to go wow is this horrible good or wait a minute it's not good or bad it just is it's it's nature oh the tree just fell okay now how can i take all this this emotion and make it safe within me because what jesus the figure did he took what the world said was heavy and he carried it lightly how did he do it he made safe the things that people apparently couldn't handle they thought things were good or bad. And he says, it all belongs. The circle is wide. It belongs around all of you, <laughs> you know? And when we do that, we can be reborn and we can have literally shoulders that you can hang so much and the world will see this. And it isn't that you're doing this for the gain of that. The world will come to you. We all want to be healers. And I think first though we must learn how to heal ourselves must learn what it looks like to be honest, be like, I do struggle with this death concept. I have a hard time letting go. I thought it was going to work out like this, and it's not. And then maybe just choose to release into it, relax into it, and be like, and what did I think? Is the answer that I want to have everything put together, or do I actually want to have questions? And that's what I like about this podcast. You stimulate the audience towards questions. And questions is what gives us the energy that's required in the reconstruction stage. We build our faith through questions instead of having all the answers.
0: Absolutely. And I'm going to interject here before we jump into the the call to action to wrap up is whenever you mention nature, nature is a way to get you outside of your day-to-day routine in a Mm -hmm. sense. Because whenever you go outside and you pay attention to the sky, you pay attention to the birds, you pay attention to the trees, the grass, and et cetera. You're taking a glimpse off of what's going on internally, what's going on in your home or et cetera, and you're connecting with another form. And then you mentioned problems versus solutions. People aren't always going to remember what the problems are, but they're going to remember how the solutions help and how those solutions got them to the next stage that they needed to be at. People aren't always going to remember the bad sometimes, but they're going to remember the good because who likes to sit in the bad and who likes to just wallow in it? No one. But the one thing about nature is that it gives you a chance to really connect with something that is more than yourself. Like, so how many times have you heard a therapist say, um, what is your activity level? Like, are you going outside are you walking, are you jogging, are you connecting, what's your breath work like and et cetera? because they want you to have a different experience. Because if you get outside, and you get that vitamin D, you get that sunshine, you get all of those um, things from nature. That's also a way that your body can begin to synergize and start tapping into other areas that you wouldn't have tapped into. And whenever you think about a person who's depressed, they're in dark rooms, everything is dark, they don't want the light on, some some people don't take a bath or et cetera, but the minute they step outside, something begins to change. And it's because their body is telling them the light is giving them that positive energy and that vibration and et cetera, whereas darkness is keeping them contained. And they're only um operating on a certain uh, on a certain level and playing field. So that's what I think about whenever um I come in contact with nature. Because there, there were days where I was having a hard day, but just going on a bike ride made me feel better. It was good for my for my body, but it was good to change the sceneries or just going for a walk because I'm changing, you know, my attitude and I'm helping my body. And you definitely want to have that holistic experience, which is Mind, body, and soul, but that's also mentally, physically, emotionally, and spiritually. And there must be alignment in order for you to have optimal results and truly function. So let's jump into our call to action. Um, James, since we are at the top of our time, and I want you to leave the call to action for our audience today, and then we will uh, drop your website and social media if.
1: So let's just say it like this. And so if you don't mind, I'll quickly uh, have a little riff on what you just said. i just built it. I'll keep it tight. Um, you know, the whole concept of good or bad. And you said darkness, the container, or, you know, it, it contains us and we get out of it um, to exactly what we're talking about. And you and I are coming from similar perspectives. When you go to sleep, you enjoy the darkness. Who doesn't? When you go to sleep, if it's too bright, you cannot sleep. Darkness has so much gain. But we need to have both darkness and light. We need to play with both. And you know what? You want to get unstuck, you're right. Take yourself out of the darkness and go to the light. But don't just fight for the light and be nervous about the dark. The darkness recharges your soul. And it's not dark night of the soul. It doesn't need to be like that. It just needs to be that you're you're on board the thing that you may be feared. And you make safe that thing. So I love that. So uh, call to action. I would invite each one of your listeners I have a uh, a, a community. It's a Friday, no charge, weekly wins and losses call. People from around the globe, they tune in on Friday at noon. I'd invite you to go to my website at www.jamesheppner.com. That's J-A-M-E-S-H-E-P-P-N-E-R. And come for an experience, a ride. You want a roller coaster ride? Come to this ride this is a no charge call. You tap in, you go to my website and you just move over the link at the very top. You'll see there's a tab. It's, it says weekly wins and losses. You go there and you register on the bottom. You'll see an individual win, weekly wins and losses call. You register there and you come to the call. You will have an experience. We're not fixing, we're not managing, we're not controlling anything. You will hear people share wins and losses from around the world. One win, one loss. If you want to share, you can share your own. If you you want to just observe, you observe. But you're going to experience how losing is no longer the bad news. You'll realize that you can gain the 50% of your life that you're walking past today just by understanding that it's not bad that you're losing. And there's so much to gain And it is the good news. And so we get to take something that perhaps you have churned into the bad news and we get to bring it back to what it's always been. All of life, folks, is good news. Win, lose, or draw, it's the good news. So come check it out. We love to have you.
0: Awesome, and there you have it, listener. You can find James by going to his website and some of the incredible things that he's working on. Make sure you like, comment, and subscribe. All of his contact information will be in the show notes. And for those of you interested in seeing video content, you can head on over to our YouTube channel, which is at Gems with Genesis Amaris Kemp. And until we chat next time, peace, love. And lots of blessings. Have yourself an amazing day. Thank you for listening to another segment of GEMS Podcast. Hope you enjoyed this recording. Make sure you like, comment, share, and subscribe to GEMS Podcast on your audio platform, as well as our YouTube channel, GEMS with Genesis Mars Kemp. We would love for you to be a sponsor. So please reach out via email at GEMS.